Hey everybody, happy holidays. This is Patty and welcome to the witching hour. The hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. We have some beautiful magic for you today. I have tarot and oracle author and book author and creator Lorraine Anderson. You are gonna love her. But before I bring on Lorraine, where's Patty? My once a week, I actually know where I am because I have to look to tell you guys. If you are tuning into this, the week we first dropped, the week of December 11th, 2023, I am probably on a plane or somewhere mid-Texas right now. I have just finished doing the Old Park Hotel with Natalie. I'm sure we had a fabulous time talking to Gokes, doing a seance in the Old Park Hotel. First time ever done a seance in the Old Park Hotel. And it was this past weekend if you missed it, but we'll be back again. And now I'm probably somewhere in Austin visiting my friend Grant, actually taking my first day off the century. Not really, but almost really. But I am teaching my class on Tuesday at University Magicus. I am, of course, being part of the Witches Movie Coven on Wednesday. Join us. We talk about witches, talking about witches in movies with Heather and Jason, Richard Lael, Courtney, and myself, disagreeing on every point as a rule. But you guys get to agree or disagree as well. Wands up, wands down. So that's on YouTube, all our social media, Witches Movie Coven, live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Other than that's it for December. It's the holidays. In January, do come see me, though. I'm going to be at Hanover Tavern Paracon. It's a fundraiser for Hanover Tavern. It's got a all sorts of really cool people are going to be there. We're going to do, of course, seances and gatherings and talks at this beautiful old haunted tavern. I think it's in Vermont. I don't even know where I'm going to be. I rarely know where I am. That's why we do Where's Patty. That's where we are. That's where I am. Somewhere over Texas. Hi, everybody. Yep, it is time for the Willow Report. Yes, holiday willow report. We are getting ready to put up our holiday treats. Yule tree, Christmas tree, Hanukkah bush, I celebrate them all. But I do have to take this little one into consideration because some things are really not good for dogs or kitties. Tinsel, for one, is not good for them at all. That loose tinsel, number one, it's not good for the environment. And number two, they can eat it. It can mess up their whole intestine system. But their poop looks very festive. If possible, I would avoid the tinsel or put it way high up. Even now with our tree, we do a half-size tree. We started up on a table way above her head. I've pretty much given up glass balls unless they're really little. For other very creative, let's don't hurt the dog or the cat or totally trash the house by the Yuletime December. So take that into consideration. Real trees are fake trees, gule logs, decorations. There's a lot more electricity. There's a lot more plugs. So just take these little ones who just love us, and they don't know the difference of that fancy glass ball on the end of a tree. Then they do their little stuffed toy, and you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to mess them up. And now it's time to go to sleep because that's what we do. Happy holidays. Now go decorate with gust. Now I get a kiss. It's all worth it. That's the Willow Report. Now we go to sleep. 
This week's magic lesson, we're going to talk about my mirror protection spell because it is the holiday. So a lot of us are out more. There's sometimes holiday shopping, whatever we celebrate. There's crowds, there's chaos. It's a stressful time for a lot of people. A lot of people, it's their first time venturing out of the house in a while. And you can't buy everything on Amazon. And besides that, we are going to parties. We are going to work events. We're out with people more during the holidays. And sometimes some of us, um, probably a whole bunch of you guys tuning in, are empaths. When we are gifted, we have psychic and medium abilities. When we work on our spiritualities, we also are very empathic. We take on that person's angst and that person's headache and their emotions and everything. And that's really not always a great thing to do when we're taking on their stuff, especially when we're getting out in the world. So I have this beautiful mirror protection that you could put on with a click of a finger. So this is how you do it. Picture yourself when you want to go out, a picture of this beautiful, like an egg mirrored egg right around you. Whatever it is on the inside of the egg could be pink and puffy or your best comfy chair. It doesn't matter. But the outside, picture it an egg. What I like to do to create ritual with it, I like to do a quick breath and snap my fingers. Okay, I'm going to go out. Oh, wait, I'm going into a big crowd. Oh, wait, I'm going to a Stevie Nicks concert. I like that energy. I'm going to wherever I'm going. And it's like, mm, I'm feeling a little angsty or I don't want to feel a little angsty. Okay, I'm putting on my mirror protection egg. Snap. And I've got this beautiful mirror. Now you want to empower that mirror that nothing negative gets in, whether it's just thrown off by the side of the street, whether it's somebody actually trying to push you out of the way for a great deal, whether it's somebody purposely throwing shade or a jealousy or envy at you, or those little energy vampires that just want your life. Good stuff all gets in. Good stuff, everything. The love, the joy, the fun, but anything that will pull your energy or your happiness just bounces right off. Why do we make it mirror? Because just in case it is somebody who's purposely throwing shade at you or jealousy or whatever humans, we silly humans do, the mirror, they are going to subconsciously see how unattractive they look. Yeah, they are. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to throw it and they're going to say, I'm not so good. And of course, because it's mirror, it might just bounce a little and hit right them back. Nothing bad, but just a little sting. And even better yet, they're going to see through that mirror and go, wow, it didn't affect you at all. You're just sitting there going, 11 piece, I'm shopping for whatever I'm shopping for or at the party. They're not even going to get the payoff of negatively affecting you, how unattractive they look. Bounce back and hook at them, and it didn't affect you. The next time, they're not going to throw so hard or if at all. So put this little beautiful mirror protection, go out. You could practice it any place crowded. It's really good to practice. Like maybe you're in an elevator, in the store, an escalator, any place crowded, you're at a concert. Okay. And everybody's around you. Actually go someplace where nobody's throwing you shade. I like elevators. They're, you're, where everybody's in the elevator with their thing, nobody's probably paying attention to you. Snap your finger, put that mirror on. You will literally notice people, if they can, step back, maybe smile at you because they see the mirror. They're like, hey, that's it. If they can't step back because you really are sardined into the mirror, all of a sudden your personal space is no longer being invaded no matter how tight you are. So it's easy. It's free. You could do it in the snap of a finger. Remember, mirror protection bubble. Try it. It works.
and happy holidays. We have some very special magic for you this week. We have multidisciplinary spiritual teacher, writer, and soul-based entrepreneur. Lorraine, thank you so much for coming on my show. Hi, Patty. Thank you for having me, especially since you are a fellow Angelino like me, which I never meet. We're like unicorns. So it's lovely to be here on your show. I, just, I know we are like the only ones here. Everybody else you meet, they're from everywhere except here. So there's two of us and Rob, our producer. <laughs> I, again, I became very intrigued with you. I saw you on with my friend, or now a mutual friend, Fiona Horn on Magic, which we could talk about later, magic.com, which is like a QVC for all things magical. But tell us a little bit about you, what you do, your path. I'll start with a little bit about me. So I, I do all manner of mystical things. I just really am intrigued by mystical things. And every now and then I have a moment where I think, oh, I'm going to park some of that for a while. And I just can't do it. It's just ingrained in my spirit. I just love Spooky things, mystical things, tarot cards, spirituality. And whenever I feel like I'm going to sit it down, it always finds me. So at some point in the past 10 years, I just embraced it and decided to make it a career. So that's where I am now. And I think my path is always going to change. Like I imagine in five years, it's going to be someplace completely different. But right now, where I'm really focused is on tarot and oracle cards and really just seasonal living. I really like the idea of living in tune with the earth and with the seasons and the sabbats and just honoring the way that the earth naturally teaches us without us having to interfere too much so that's my focus now the subject of my work my books and my oracle decks at the moment woman after my own heart so i went to your website just getting to know you so we all get to know you together and your website is pretty beautiful because you have your decks you have your books and you do some of the most concise brilliant reviews on things that i've seen like if somebody's interested in a deck or a tarot deck and whatever, it's, this deck is this, and this deck does not shy away from the shadow. This deck, this is it. Where did your love of tarot come from? And tell us something about your decks. So my background is in operations. I'll start there. My background's in operations and logistics. I've worked in e-commerce for a long time. Before I before that, I worked in a financial security agency, and it's absolutely boring. I just hated it. I hated everything about it. But I was like doing herbalism and spirituality on the side as a hobby. And I said, I really want to find a way to bring these two together. And I manifested this job working as a brand in Torrance. Uh, at the time, it was just an up-and-coming spiritual metaphysical brand. But the owner was a witch. And I had didn't even know that jobs like that could exist before. I just said, hey, I want to bring my hobbies together. And before that, I had dabbled in tarot a little bit. I knew what it was. I had played with it here and there, but I didn't really know much about it. And on the first day when we started, because they were moving from San Francisco down to Torrance, it was a bunch of us just starting together. And one of the women who started that day had been reading tarot since she was like three or four years old. And she shows up with her tarot cards and she goes, hey, I'm a tarot reader. And I said, oh, my God, tell me more about this. So I think it took us maybe two weeks. And she was like, what are you, do you want a reading? And we went down to Starbucks and I'm looking around. I, I really wasn't out of the closet at the time. And I'm thinking, gosh, we're in Starbucks getting a reading. These people are going to think we're so weird. Um, but then she started pulling cards and it was just like the world fell away. And I just got so wrapped up in what she was saying. And I was just like, oh my God, this is absolutely brilliant. I've known this woman at maybe two, three weeks at the time. And she was just talking about things that, you know, there's no way she could have known, like not even possible. And I just remember 
I think just falling in love with it in that moment in the middle of Starbucks and saying, this is really for me. And I went home that night and I ordered a, an Oracle deck. And then maybe a week later, I ordered a tarot deck. And I've just been wrapped up in it ever since. And really, that was the beginning of a whole new career for me. I'm a professional Oracle deck writer now just because of that moment and having that resonance with it. And I look at it, it was just when I got the reading, it became clear that there was no other path for me at the time but to read Tarot and Oracle. And I think that I, not to be, I don't want to be like egotistical about it, but I just seemed to take to it like a fish to water. I just seemed to take to it really easily. And then I introduced it to my family. This was in July when this happened. I introduced it to my family at Thanksgiving. And to my surprise, they were like, hey, yeah, I'll take a reading. And I spent the whole uh, weekend just reading for my whole family. So. That's how I got here. That's how my tarot journey began. And it just, it's one of those things where everything fell into place. I guess I'll say that. Divine timing. Divine timing, divine guidance, divine intervention, all at a Starbucks. That's the first time I've heard that at a Starbucks. <laughs> I like it. So tell us about, so I, I'm a tarot girl from the time I was little. I'm just, I used to avoid Oracle decks. And now, because I like, I don't know how to read an Oracle deck, the basics of tarot. But now I'm actually finding finding a really beautiful place and how they tell a story is different. So tell us something. I, I love the group things and just being able to get from like A1 card or A2 cards to get a whole different than what tarot is. So tell us something about your thoughts or about your decks. I it's funny, I always get this question a lot. I there I feel like there are people who either love reading with tarot or love reading with oracle cards and they don't always cross over. I think right from the beginning, I mashed the two together. And the way that I see it is that tarot kind of pulls out the overarching things, like the big archetype that you would find in the major arcana and the smaller smaller ones in the minor arcana. But then the benefit of oracle decks is Unlike tarot, it doesn't really follow a standardized system. Like we know most tarot decks have 78 cards and they're going to have the majors and the minors and those are more or less going to stay the same. But with Oracle decks, you can have anything. I mean, it could be love, career, it can be animals, it could be crystals. It could be like my decks, which are based on the pagan wheel of the year. So there, it's a series. So there will be one deck for each Sabbath, each sacred day. And I actually have a couple of them here with me. We Please. have Seasons of the Witch Imbolc, which just came out, and Seasons of the Witch Yule, and there will be eight of these in total, and you can pull them out for each sacred holy day. You can pull them out as the weeks are progressing. I have Seasons of the Witch Salon here, which was the first one, still a fan favorite, and you really have this opportunity with Oracle Dex to hone in on information that you may not be able to find in a tarot reading. Tarot can tell you a lot of things, but it may not tell you necessarily, um, how do I feel? Like it may not necessarily hone in on grief or it may not necessarily hone in on death. Like you maybe want to be able to pull out some extra bit of information. I think Oracle is really great for that. Oh, and I want to show you this deck because it's called Witching Hour and I'm on the Witching Hour. I'm going to have so to I, go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this one has to get an honorable mention. This one really especially is very dear to me. Oh, the Wishing Hour is it's such a personal project to me. I started this in the middle of a really dark period, like a dark night of the soul. And before it became a very pretty deck, I had just written out some thoughts on index cards and I was carrying them around with me and just like ways for me to remind myself that I'm going through a dark period, but I can get through it. 
And then it just organically turned into an oracle deck where I said, I'm using these like an oracle deck. Why don't I just make it into one? So that's what I did. And it's really, it's really just about recognizing those parts on your journey where you have, where you're going through different cycles. You're going to be in periods of time where you feel heart rate like I did at the moment. And then there's going to be periods of time. Let me see another good one where you're going to step into a leadership position and you're going to feel your own power. You're going to have some freedom. So it really is a deck about going through the different ups and downs of life and ebbs and flows, but specifically for witches in mind, because I feel like our cycles are a little bit different than everybody else's. We've got a little bit more of spiritual flair. So I think it took us maybe two weeks and she was like, what are you, do you want a reading? And we went down to Starbucks and I'm looking around. I, I really wasn't out of the closet at the time. And I'm thinking, gosh, we're in Starbucks getting a reading. These people are going to think we're so weird. Um, but then she started pulling cards and it was just like the world fell away. And I just got so wrapped up in what she was saying. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is absolutely brilliant. I've known this woman at maybe two or three weeks at the time. And she was just talking about things that, you know, there's no way she could have known, like not even possible. And I just remember, I think just falling in love with it in that moment in the middle of Starbucks and saying, this is really for me. And I went home that night and I ordered a, an Oracle deck. And then maybe a week later, I ordered a tarot deck. And I've just been wrapped up in it ever since. And really, that was the beginning of a whole new career for me. I'm a professional oracle deck writer now just because of that moment and having that resonance with it. And I look at it, it was just, when I got the reading, it became clear that there was no other path for me at the time but to read Tarot and Oracle. And I think that, I, not to be, I don't want to be like egotistical about it, but I just seemed to take to it like a fish to water. I just seemed to take to it really easily. And then I introduced it to my family. This was in July when this happened. I introduced it to my family at Thanksgiving. And to my surprise, they were like, hey, yeah, I'll take a reading. And I spent the whole uh, weekend just reading for my whole family. So that's how I got here. That's how my turtle journey began. And it just, it's one of those things where everything fell into place. I guess I'll say that. Divine timing. Divine timing, divine guidance, divine intervention, all at a Starbucks. That's the first time I've heard that at a Starbucks. <laughs> I like it. We do. Oh, my God. Those are absolutely beautiful. Thank absolutely. you. With most decks, there's, there's the author and the artist. Are you the mm -hmm. author? Or are, do you work with our, or what is it? Do you work with the artist or are you both? So I am the author. I do artwork, but that's a whole different story. So I like but I, there's so many talented artists, you know, that are just really great at what they do. And they do this all the time. So the artist for this deck, her name is Olivia Berkey. She's fabulous. She really is great. And really the way the process goes is I will come up with the creative direction. I'll decide what the cards are going to be, the energy of each card. And then I'll give her a creative brief. And then she can bring her own energy to it. So it really becomes collaborative. Like it, I've conceptualized the deck, but then... I can't tell you how many times I've worked as an artist and I've given them a brief and they've come back and they've said, I really just have this idea. What do you think? And then we go back and forward and it just becomes this beautiful piece of artwork that I never, I don't think I ever could have created on my own, but then they get to bring their own little magic in it together. So it really becomes an R deck rather than a me deck, or at least that's how I see it. Well, and it's really beautiful. I think one day I might try and illustrate my own deck, but I don't know, maybe in a couple of years. Yay, that is beautiful. And I love that you have the Wheel of the Year deck because especially why somebody coming new into the craft to learn about the Wheel of the Year and really learn about the Wheel of the Year, not it's not just it's when it's Lamas, it's this and that. I think that's pretty brilliant. I haven't seen anything like that. So 
Thank you. I don't think there has been another Oracle Deck series. I think this is the first one. I always leave that because I'm not entirely sure, but I have 340-ish Oracle and Tarot decks at this point, and I've never seen a series like this. And part of the reason why I thought this one was so important is because when you look at the Wheel of the Year, they just get mashed together. All of the eight days get mashed together. And I said, they, they, their energies are so different. I, I co-wrote this deck um, with a woman named Julia Diaz. We came up with the idea together and we were just like, it just doesn't make sense to try and put them all in one deck because they have their own energy, right? They all have something to teach you and to bring to the table. So we thought, why don't we break it down and really allow readers to be able to connect with each one individually? And now it's so fun to see which decks people gravitate to first. Or I'll see people say, I'm really in a Salon cycle right now, or I'm really in a Maven cycle right now. And that's my hope when you work with the decks is that you can go to your bookshelf, look at the eight different ones and say, okay, it's Letha, I want to work with Letha, or it's the middle of January and you're saying, I'm just in, really in a period of abundance and I want to work with an abundance deck, so I'm going to pull my Letha deck out. That's really the thought process. I and mean, I think the Sabbaths and the seasons just represent life cycles, and so you should have a deck to support you in each one of those cycles too. I agree wholeheartedly. I think, again, I think that's really brilliant, both Lord, to feel out the seasons because it is about feeling the seasons and stepping into it. So as we are going now, we are well into December. And so you have a Yule deck as well? I do. This is Seasons of the Witch Yule. Trying to, it has this, there we go, the nice, lovely green foil Dude. on it. This one, this was the second in the series. So we started with Salad and then Yule came next. These are the card backs. It's got this nice green and red thing. And I really love with this one, we kept this one, like we wanted it to be pagan and we wanted it to be witchy and all of that. Let me find a few. But we also brought in some Christian elements just because many of us grew up with Christian backgrounds and grew up in those strict kind of religious homes and have found our way to witchcraft. So in that way, it's like a almost, I don't want to say a middle finger, but it's almost like a reclamation of those energies and how they influence a lot of our beliefs and a lot of our practices now. But it all around, it's cheery, it's earthy, it's mystical and whimsical, and it has a lot of the, the light, bright elements of Yule, but it also has a lot of the darker parts. Go the down under the, the rest. Into the, it, we, yeah, we go into the undertime. That's beautiful. I'm sorry. You had me at squirrel medicine. <laughs> squirrel thing is like first card out. <laughs> I love squirrels. There's so many squirrels around my home. And I, I just think they're such wonderful creatures. I love animals in general, but squirrels are just so fun and friendly. They are. They're mischievous. They're funny. They can make you laugh when you're in a bad mood. They, they, they might eat your herbs, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. I think that is beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your book. That looks amazing. Yeah. So forgive me. I, I'm in this book quite a bit. So I've got a bunch of notes, but it's called The Witch's Apothecary. So to give you a little bit of background on that, I ran a spiritual apothecary for many years called Spirit Element, which has evolved into what it is now. Um, part of my job at the place I was telling you about was product development. We put up new witchy products every single day. So at some point I was making hundreds of witchy products a year. And I have been doing herbalism and aromatherapy and spiritual herbalism now for 15, 16 years. 
And it's like my bread and butter. I love working with apothecary products, but I really love them for my ritual practice. I have a lot of ritual oils and ritual candles. And to me, I feel any part of your day can be magical if that's what you intend. A body wash can be just as magical as going out and doing a full-on spell if you put the right intention into it. So that's really the basis of this book. It's it has over a hundred recipes that I have created over the years for everything you could possibly imagine from cleansing to protection to intention setting. But I also go into my process and how I go about making products because it's not just about throwing stuff together and putting in a pretty smell. I actually take the time to figure out which essential oils correspond to an intention, which herb corresponds to an intention and weaving them together to tell a really beautiful story. And then, of course, putting in your personal correspondences as well. And then it's arranged by the wheel of the year. I'll pull out Lisa or Yule, for example. When you go to the chapter, you have a little bit of an introduction. And then I give you some, just a few correspondences to try for yourself. And then it just has lots and lots of recipes for you to go and try and see if they fit into your ritual practice. There we go. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And so you can go and for each Sabbath, you can make, you know, a potion or a floor wash. I have body scrubs. I even have edible cookie dough in here for a llamas kind of. Go to whatever your heart's content. And then, of course, you can take my recipes and use them as a base to make your own recipes. Because it is a lot of work and it's a lot to learn. So if you don't really know where to start for making a, a ritual oil, then you can just take my recipe and adapt it to whatever you need in the moment. And that's really the beautiful thing about apothecaries because you can buy all of this stuff online and I sold it for a really long time. Today, you might need one thing. Tomorrow, you might need something else entirely different. You might need something different this afternoon. And now you're really empowered to be able to go and make these things for yourself and build a really personal apothecary practice. I love that. And I'm of the same belief. Every shower, it could be just a shower. It could be a magical ritual. It could be the magic in your soap, the magic in everything. That's beautiful. So we're, um, so we understand how you like discovered tarot and you were at Starbucks and that it turned into you're this oracle master and tarot master with the herbs was or the oils was that always part of who you were too or does that was that just developed with you stepping into your practice the herbs came well before the tarot and oracle herbs have always been a part of my journey in herbs and plants my grandmother who i share a birthday with we were both born on november 18th she had a beautiful herb and flower garden she had so many fruit trees i mean she just she had everything. She really did. So I spent a lot of time with that growing up. I, my mom is a chef. My cousin was a chef. My aunt is a chef. So food is a big part of our family as well. And so I've just always had herbs and plants and different things around and really obscure things. So as I got into my teenage years, I just got really into herbalism and I started making cleaning products and just like detoxifying our house. And I really got into an eco-conscious living and it just grew and ballooned from there. Eventually, I learned about how to use herbs and plants for hair care and skin care and all of that. And just little by little, investigating and learning about herbs, I started finding spiritual herbalism. I remember I bought this book just completely by accident, and I was buying it just for baths and rituals and things like that. And it was called Water Magic, but I didn't put two and two together until I got the book and I started really looking into it. And it had all of these bath spells. And I was like, oh, what's a bath spell? 
And I started learning about crystals and I started learning about the metaphysical properties of herbs. And then that just piqued my interest and I went crazy and learned as much as I could. And then in doing, that's what led me to say, I really want to bring herbalism and my background in logistics together. And that's how I found that job. And that just blew Pandora's box wide open. And I learned about everything. I really took a deep dive into all of that. I went in and did priestess training and I wanted to bring all of that to my career. But that's why I say I don't think that I could have avoided this. It's just been a part of my life in one way or another, somehow, some way. I'm even just finding out later that my dad was introduced to tarot cards in the 70s. I didn't even know that until I told him I was reading tarot. And he was like, oh, let me tell you about this place in Malibu I used to go to all the time. And it just it blew my mind how easy it was for me to just get from one step to the next. That's beautiful. Again, divine guidance along the way. I, you are just fascinating. And so tell everybody before we go where they can, where they can find you, where they can find your decks, your books, your, what your website is, social media, because people need to know about you, Lorraine. Thank you. I have a lot of really cool things coming up in the new year. So first of all, you can find me at spiritelement.co, which is my website. I do tarot and oracle readings. I do Sabbath readings every single Sabbath. So they're 5 to $15. They're very highly discounted and you can get all sorts of different types of ratings. They're different for each seven. So keep that in mind. I'm going to be launching my very first ever tarot reading masterclass at the beginning of the year, which I'm super excited about. People ask me about how to read tarot all the time. And as a self-taught tarot and oracle master, I think that there I've got a lot of guidance and a lot of ways that I can really teach people how to step into their own practice. I also have a class coming up for making your own oracle decks because I have I just finished the manuscript for my 10th oracle deck. So I certainly got a lot of practice. It'll actually be 11 if you include the indie version of the Seasons of the Witch Salad. So I've got a whole lot of practice and a lot of really great tips for getting published and creating a deck. So I'm really looking forward to that. And you can find me around Instagram at Spirit Element as well. So I just, I post all sorts of things, tarot tips reviews. I do weekly tarot or oracle reviews as well as witchy book reviews. So I've got a lot of different things for people to check out and, you know, find something that resonates with them. Sorry, my deck books are available anywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Booktopia, all of those wonderful, beautiful places. That is beautiful. So what are some of the events? Is there places people can come see you and Yes. Yeah, so I do a couple of different events. I do a night market in Long Beach, California at a store called Recircle Home. I usually, they do a night market for every Sabbath. So it works out and I usually do a book and deck signing. And then I just have a variety of different events going on. I think I'll be at INATS this year, next year, actually in June. I may pop into Australia and do Mind, Body, Spirit next year. I'm really looking forward to that. And then if there are any other events coming up, you can just go to spiritelement.co or sign up for my newsletter where you can get all of the updates on the events I have coming up. I even have a retreat in the works, but that's still in the works. So we've got a long way to go, but there's a lot of really cool things coming up in 2024. So be sure to sign up for my newsletter because you don't want to miss any of it. Sign up, go to her website, follow her on social media and check out these decks. Especially the witching hour. No, <laughs> that's the one is called. And anything was false. So Lorraine, thank you so much. I'm excited to get to know you more. I'm sure all my listeners and watchers are as well. So thank you for bringing your truly beautiful magic to the witching hour. Thank you for having me. And I will be sure to send you a witching hour deck because I feel like you got to have one now. 
I do. I will show it and I will advertise it. I would even buy it. But yes. Oh, my gosh. Attack. Bye, Jack. Bye, Lorraine. <laughs> Thank you so much.